Blockbuster is giving free DVD rentals until the 4th of July. Yes, that's the Blockbuster video membership card. Woohoo! Cheap meat! It's working! It's working! So you can watch a bunch of different movies every day this weekend and not pay a dime. The Video Junkyard Podcast presents free rentals. And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric Branson, Ryan Steiskull, How's it going, guys? It's going good. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm chipper. I'm, I'm feeling good. Ryan, good. I'm just I'm just thinking about your promise that this is another exciting okay. episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. It, it is. Be. It is because it I had be. to like I had to jump in with the intro because we got to talk and before we were recording and we started talking about like movie vo- or like doing impressions of celebrities and shit and I'm like, why aren't we recording this? And so well, we are. right now we're I'm just, just <laughs> that is an exciting thing to talk about and uh, since this is a one of our you know infamous trash talk episodes i figured you know why no, not no, 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 no. hang in free emphasis rentals, on the free rentals why do i keep saying trash talk my god <laughs> the... yes free no, rentals. because we have like four different five different yeah, things now if we free can rentals. consider forgotten franchise as a thing which we haven't done in a while but... that's right okay so i'll yeah. probably make that mistake again <laughs> so yeah a free rental so that's already exciting because i just fucked that up so yeah <laughs> no worries <laughs> so Edwin it sounds a like magical um, tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh sounds like everybody's healthy again for the most Finally. part. Finally. Yeah. At least I'm I know I'm feeling better, so Ryan, you managed to avoid the plague so far, it sounds like. So Yeah, but I mean I have mental health issues, so no, I'm. I. It's just. It's the I'm, gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it <laughs> right. It's just. It's just. Uh, usually, this time of the year is pretty uh, weird. Um, February has always been a weird month or a hard month. Uh, it's usually like tied to just bad things, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, like Valentine's Day and all that. So. Well, I mean, people get that. Uh, I'm I had just a, kidding. I just don't. I had an uncle of mine <laughs> who passed away in a car accident like, back in 2000 uh, oh. around mm. February 8th. So right now, I'm holding my beer up to my uncle Randy. Well, cheers. Yeah. Uh, well, cheers. Yeah. yeah well, so cheers to that. I, I actually. Not to at all make make light of that at all. I've no, actually um, have read that February is actually the month that most deaths occur hmm. throughout the Perf- year, statistically. Like all, of all, like all types of death, not just um... yeah, yeah. Like hmm. it's just accidents, you know, suicides. A bunch of, I've I've heard that. That could be wrong. I'm just you know I'm not citing a source. I I read it. I don't remember where I read that, but I've heard that somewhere. So somebody can fact check us or whatever, but yeah, yeah, I've I've heard that that actually happens. Like that's I guess how do I wear this? That's when funerals are the busiest. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it might be true. We just lost. Uh, I kind of this is kind of a a long tangent family member, but um, Corey's stepmom's mother passed away a couple of days ago. Who was somebody who was oh wow always hmm. like a uh, she was ninety two I think so obviously had a had a good run but um yeah, yeah. she Clear had a fall that. and just kind of uh degenerated from there as often happens at that age but yeah, oh, she yeah. was she was a great lady she'll she'll be missed so, well, so ryan so i told you to this is going to be as well. an exciting <laughs> episode oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we're starting off on a very and very depressing. positive not depressing <laughs> it's like uh it's no, like rise but, of skywalker all over again yeah it's 
I don't know. I mean, considering that I, I, we, uh, right before we recorded, I was doing that voice of Christopher Walken impersonating Hank Hill, and it quickly then turned to death. Yeah, we really turned that around quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for for those, like Joe said, so the idea came up where well, Joe, you were just doing a Hank. You started a Hank Hill impression, uh, singing um, the Rawhide song. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then I told you to do it again. Try that. But yeah. while we're recording, I love that you're just but... telling the audience this because I'm not doing it again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm going here with some yeah. form of blackmail. Anyways, oh, yeah. yeah. So the, this is the... not the actual impression. This is just a tribute. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was so great. the name. The name of the game. The name of the game, and you guys can play it at home. We can't hear you, obviously, but you can do it. Um, is you know. You do a celebrity impression of a famous character that's an entirely different, you know, portrayed or, by an entirely Or another character. celebrity. <laughs> or just another celebrity. Or that too. So. Just, you just, you're, you're a person with the voice of a different person doing the characteristics of another different person. But, you know, I've kind of seen that. SNL's done some good ones like when they do the they did the skit one time where it was like the um the audition footage for Star Wars from all these different celebrities. <laughs> oh yeah. And they had it was That's Kevin Spacey favorite. playing Jack Lemon doing the part of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it was great. <laughs> oh, it was you do it. It was it was something. <laughs> Actually, no, there was was it him? Okay, he did that one. I don't he remember. He get some kind of performance on tape here. I'm Walter. trying, man. Well, there was the one who was God. Who played Walter Matthau in that skit? Does anybody remember? Was it no Norm Macdonald? No, he was Burt Reynolds as always. Yeah, it was Burt Reynolds. Who did Mark Walter Matthau? But anyway, it's just the, him doing the Obi Wan like. We're only meant to believe these are sand people track. They walk in single <laughs> file to hide their numbers. <laughs> Yeah, the Who Jack Lemon one, where he was like, a space ape? You want me to call him what? <laughs> what the hell is a Wookiee? What the hell is a Wookiee? <laughs> See, I always, I was, I've, I've been always a fan of uh, Bill Hader's impressions. Um, and he did, he did some of those, he did a lot, he, I always thought he was the crown and jewel for a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the skits that you're referring to. He did one of Alda, the guy who plays Hawkeye. Mm. Oh yeah! Alan. Oh yeah, Alan Alda. Yeah, as a uh, God, I can't remember the character. Okay, well Shit. I'm gonna look it up. We can edit the part where I say that, and yeah. we can just splice in where it says like, "I oh, it was this guy all along," or we won't. I don't care. There's there's also, I mean, Kevin Spacey actually is known for being able to impersonate a lot of different actors, which is mm. one of his less creepy skills, I think. Yeah. Um, is that's it? Twice you, that's twice you said <laughs> Kevin Spacey. You're three times and you're out of here. That's I know. I got one more. <laughs> you know, just kidding. I'll have to call him something else. Oh, Alan Alda and Back to the Future. Oh, where he's like doing like Doc Brown. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Great there stuff, was guys. Yeah. There was also. Um, the, I think it was Kevin Spacey or somebody. There's the third. Um, doing you're on this Kevin Spacey train, man. Yeah, he is doing Christopher Walken trying out for Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is great. Never heard of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> you know, but. speaking of SNL and Star Wars, actually, um, this was like weeks now. I want, we were supposed to record an episode one of those nights around this time. It was right after the 
SNL skit where, uh, well, Adam Driver came back to host SNL for the second time. I oh, wanted to bring, yeah. I wanted to bring that up because uh, he did it, and but it's weeks now. So I guess now I found a way to segue it into it. I just yeah, wanted to say go. that Adam Driver is actually great on SNL. And uh, they did a part two of the undercover yeah. boss, guy, yeah. uh, Kylo yeah, Ren. Yeah, so they did that. You know, I think for the last probably 10 years, most of the SNL I've watched has just been random clips online. I don't think I've actually watched an episode live. Yeah. I think Same most years. people consume it that way now, don't they? Like, I mean, yeah. my parents still watch it, but they hate it, but they still watch it. Just like it's tradition. Like, they have to watch SNL. They've oh, been God. fans of it since. That's a long-running show. But, yeah, I mean, they, but they, they do. They, they like, just sit there and talk about how bad it is the whole time it's on. And, honestly, it, it's got, it goes through its ups and downs, but um, it's not as bad as they think it is. So. Well, I, th- you I go think for the it's... key clips on YouTube. That's the trick. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, when you get into the political cycles, they're, they're become kind of an American tradition. Um, yeah. going back decades and i think that's there's how some... i learned about the monica Lewinsky situation is oh yeah when i was a kid yeah that was probably even me who was you know an older kid but mm-hmm. um i think i probably learned a lot of it through that too <laughs> same with the oj situation too well i still remember when dana carvey used to do his impression of George H.W. Bush. Oh, yeah. You know, not gonna do it and all that. I think that might be the first one I actually remember, remember. Like, the first president, mm-hmm. SNL president. Um, Thousand points of light. Yeah. <laughs> remember, I mean, I still remember Church Lady, that oh, SNL yeah. character. Um, I, I had a cousin uh, who actually went for, as Church Lady for Halloween, he had muscular dystrophy, so he was in a wheelchair. And he just, they incorporated that all into his costume, and he went as church lady for Halloween. It was great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that character, I remember Hans and Franz, back when Kevin oh, yeah. Nealon was on there. And, yeah, those those were some classic skits. I mean, that I, I feel like that era, which would have been, what, late 80s, early 90s, that era was really good. Early 90s, yeah. We had a brief stint in the 90s with, like, the Chris Farley, Adam Sandler era. Um, yeah. Yeah, I then... A lot of big name people that went on to be very successful came out of that cast for sure. Yeah, it's funny to tell people like that or meet people that don't know Wayne's World was a uh, Saturday Night Live skit before it was two movies. <laughs> yeah, well, a, a lot of things. There was that like huge run of Saturday Night Live, which actually was a show um, theme we thought of doing was Saturday Night Live movies. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, there was like we a big still run might. of them af- after. It yeah <laughs> after um wayne's world and was popular and a couple others then they made a whole bunch of you know other not so popular ones like night at the roxbury and it's pat and uh i mean people oh, really like gosh. night at the roxbury that one was generation. popular yeah that you know, one was popular, i actually don't but... hate it because i yeah. i for some reason thought those were those sketches on snl were some of the funniest things in the world and i remember thinking like oh this is they're hilarious but it you know how do you make a movie out of that and i remember seeing the movie and being like okay it was pretty funny it actually yeah. wasn't as bad as i thought it was there was a narrative that. to it i mean they did that with yeah. ladies man and ladies man was actually mm-hmm. pretty good um or yeah, I that's like another it. one that has a reputation of being terrible that i thought was pretty funny but... yeah <laughs> that's just a reflection of your taste nothing it, it is it yeah. is yeah. you know um i like i like how we started this conversation with talking about doing celebrity impressions and we have failed to do any celebrity impressions god damn it joe when are you gonna sing i did a few i did a few 
No, I want the one. He sure did. He did date. He even he fulfilled your request. He did, did Dana Carvey as George W. Bush or George H. No, no, I, 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 I did it. Hank I Hill singing Rawhide. <laughs> I'm pushing my finger down upon this table, and I can, I'm watching it bend, and I'm picturing that scene in Incredibles where he goes. No, it's Incredibles two. He goes. Math is. I, I'm getting off topic. Anyways, yeah. Rawhide. <laughs> Giddy up. Moving on. Vince <laughs> has got more exciting. Anybody listening that is participating in the doing an impression that we can't hear, if you want to hit record on something and send it to us, I, I will play it on the show. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, please. It'd be great. It'd be awesome. Uh, on that, It'd be fantastic. On that, uh, <laughs> on that note, um, what have you guys been watching or... Uh, I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about today? On I actually... I There have been two shows... So I, there, there's actually been a couple of shows that I've started watching, but two in particular that I wanted to mention. Um, and I kind of brief, I think I briefly mentioned this the other night, but um, there's a series on HBO that I guess it started out on like Vimo or something, but uh, I'm, and it's been on for a couple of years. I'm just now discovering it. Uh, it's called High Maintenance. Oh, right. Yep. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just, it's kind of a charming little show. It's yet it's a little unconventional. It's about a, 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 a pot dealer in New York City who goes he does deliveries on his bicycle and you never learn his name he's just called the guy he's like this big dude with you know starting a ball but he's got like a big beard and everything and it's he gets referrals from one person to another so he tries to stay real safe about it or and you know not get busted and things but it shows the you know he, he'll show up at the beginning and he'll sell whoever the main character is for that week some weed and then it goes into their story for 30 40 minutes he's um, like the crypt keeper of stoner's tales yeah kind of like. except it's not always <laughs> even even their stories isn't always about getting high or anything it's that becomes like a side thing and or maybe it's then like you see their next door neighbors and it focuses on them so it it's little character studies but it's all woven through hmm. people buying pot and it, it's um Pot, just kind of the showing community. the different lives of people. Yeah, it's like a whole community. It just it shows just random people, and um, it, I don't know. It's there's one great episode where it's all from this one dog's perspective. Like his owner <laughs> buys pot, and then it's just the dog's perspective. But it's actually a really sweet episode because it's like he becomes in he falls in love with the dog walker that comes every day. This lady that comes <laughs> every day, and the dog just like waits for her constantly. And it's I don't know, Ryan. I think you in particular would really really like it. Why? I just I think the type no, no, of character studies are, are ones <laughs> that would would it sounds interesting. Yeah. It, it yeah, does. It sounds fun. very fascinating. And it looks like it started off and ran twenty episodes, nineteen episodes, sorry, on mm-hmm. Vimeo and then yeah. was bought by HBO and they produced four seasons of it. So But I'm hmm. dumb. I have not ever heard of this. It's weird. It's been it's been HBO started it in twenty sixteen. So. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know how weird... It, obviously, it's been hiding in plain sight, but it's really... Yeah. I mean, I've had HBO at points during that time and still never seen... I don't think right. I've ever seen anything about it, which is weird. But it's it's really good. Like, if there's little short vignettes, and sometimes there's reoccurring characters, sometimes not, but it's uh, it's it's okay. amusing. It's really kind of kind of touching, actually. Um, yeah, that sounds cool. like one I'll... I'll uh check out maybe with Corey. we have <laughs> my wife and i always have kind of this set of stuff we'll watch independently of each other and then there's like the stuff that kind of crosses our interest group yep and uh so that sounds like something she'd get a kick out of too so yeah this uh, is one actually sarah discovered 
and I walked in like halfway through an episode and kind of ended up like it was interesting enough where I sat down and kind of figured out what was going on and, and stayed with it and you look up like oh shit it's two hours later um, so it's definitely binge worthy didn't can... didn't she say that both you and Eric are the yeah, characters she, she, yeah which I'm not really sure how to interpret yeah, I don't right. know how to interpret that but yeah she's like god it's like a combination between you and Eric in a lot of ways <laughs> I'm like I don't really know how to interpret that but considering yeah, that now they, I have to watch it to see if that makes that, any sense yeah. at all but, but the guy is kind of you know it's like kind of cool i'm like all right i guess i'll take that as a compliment i don't know but <laughs> uh, yeah there's been a few shows that, that that happens with where she'll find something or i'll find something and then we both end up it, it you know we both have our own shows that we watch and then yeah those crossover things mm-hmm. what, what was the other show that you were going to bring up um so, and this is one that's getting a lot of attention right now anyway, so I've jumped on the bandwagon. But on Amazon Prime, their new series, Hunters, with Al Pacino. Oh, yeah. Is I see awesome. all kinds of advertising for it. Yeah. It's absolutely awesome. It's is a... It? For, I, first of all, I love the fact that it's an original concept. Like, it's not based on a comic book or based on a novel or based on something else. Mm-hmm. It's an original story, but it's also told in a very comic book way. In fact, there's a lot of comic book references. So it's kind of interesting that it feels more like a comic book than some comic book movies. Um, huh. But yeah, it's hunting Nazis. That's thing to analyze later. Yeah, right. It's hunting Nazis. And uh, Al Pacino as a leader of like a Nazi hunting team in 1977. What? Hey, Joe, quick question. What would Al Pacino sound like as the leader of a Nazi hunting organization? I, I, you know what? Me doing that I mean, would come we off. We just watch Dick Tracy, right? So that, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, it would come off pretty goddamn anti Semitic if I tried that. <laughs> it, just, it would be some really offensive. Okay, and how about because Al I can't do. Nazi, I'm not, I, I don't speak Yiddish, and he's speaking Yiddish in this movie, so I would just be butchering it, and it would come off really offensive, and I don't mean <laughs> I to. will get you, Peterson. <laughs> Mark my words. Or repeat them, but I will get you. Well, yeah. I'll just keep waiting. Well, I myself just finished a Amazon original show. I don't know if either of you guys either of you guys watched the uh, Good Omens show that was produced for... I started I it, and I still haven't finished it, but it's like something I keep meaning to go back to. Yeah, I... It's solidly good, and I think you should ever... I would recommend you guys watch it, and then anyone watch it. It is not going to make... I do like my shows like I like my stool. Solidly good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's um, maybe not going to make my favorite of all time series, but it, it's, there's Way definitely enough... <laughs> there's definitely enough stuff that makes it worth watching. Um, great cast, and it's it's clever, and it's uh, entertaining and funny, and yeah, I don't it's, I uh, did think it's it was worth it. It's also brief enough. It's only eight episodes. So. Yeah, I I do or remember six episodes, when sorry. it first came out, and there were some religious groups that oh god were <laughs> complaining. They were they were demanding that Netflix stop production of the show. And yeah, because of all the sacrilege. Well, and it was Netflix. Neil Gaiman was like, first of all, it's not on Netflix. <laughs> <Yeah>. Second, <laughs> it's already done. There's nothing more to say because all all the episodes came out at once, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, "That's it. It's done. There is no part two. <laughs> we okay. We'll stop production. We've already stopped. It's over. And yeah, you're not even I, on the right streaming service, 
Right. That kind of just tells you what age most of these people are who are angry with it. Uh, it just shows how quickly people will start jumping on, you know, Facebook message boards or whatever and talk about something they have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll jump on board of that. If it makes you yeah. feel any better, I guarantee that half of those who complained um, forgot their passwords for their Facebook and never even actually got a chance to petition. But they're feeling the victory. That's right. They found somewhere to, some rooftop to yell it from. Yeah. But, Jenny, yeah, what's I, my password for the Facebook? I want to complain about a show. <laughs> <laughs> a show I read about on the internet. I haven't seen it, but. Yeah. Um, they made that woman from Fargo the voice of God. That's right. <laughs> Did she keep the accent? No, the I kind of wish she would have. Fuck, that's a missed opportunity. Uh, yeah, no, the the cast is fa- fantastic. There's so many uh, so many actors I enjoy. There are obviously uh, well, you know, both the you leads and I, are yeah. David Tennant and Mike, uh, Michael is. Sheen are both fantastic. Well, and they're and, both fantastic in this and the the kind of um, humor style. I actually am not. I, I'm familiar with Terry Pratchett by name, obviously, but I've not read any of his books and. Oh. Um, his, his style of humor is very British. It's dry and sardonic and almost (laughs) Douglas Adams in tone, but maybe even a little more, I don't know if you can be more British than Douglas Adams, but, (laughs) um, and then, uh, Neil Gaiman, who co-wrote the book with Terry Pratchett, uh, wrote the screenplay for the show. So it's not just adapted from his work. It's actually his work. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's cool. Um, yeah, it was enjoyable enough, and I, I really like that it's 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 six episodes, um, and I that's it. It's an adaptation of a novel. I don't think they're doing anything more. It doesn't. It's not set up to like make a big long series out of. If they are, I don't know. Maybe I'm unaware. But um, nope, I've heard yeah, that it's... that's it. And um, yeah, I, I I do need to I do need to go back and revisit that. I'm glad to hear that that it it was good. I've heard pretty good things about it overall. Um, yeah, the reviews I read were kind of mixed, and so I was I, I kind of put it off for a while. And um, I always read like you know the cast is incredible. David Tennant's another like you know this is another career noteworthy performance because he's just great in it. And um, makes sense. But isn't he great in everything? Really? Yeah, yeah. really is. And then <laughs> so one of those I, guys that just shows up and is awesome from. And it's it's I'm glad to hear that that is good. Yeah, I mean, everything else I've seen from that's an adaption from Neil Gaiman has been good, with the exception, though, of American Gods, which was really disappointing. Yeah, uh, that was disappointing. I, I got through the I, first season, and I, I was like, okay, I'm on board, and then the second so season... So much potential. I don't, I don't think I finished the second season, because it was just... They were dragging it out from, I, yeah, just to make it a series, and it, it so, should have been a standalone miniseries. So, yeah. I actually started that this, uh, like, a few months ago. I actually mm-hmm. watched seasons one and two for the first time. And I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm willing to finish it. Like, but okay. at the same time, like, this isn't great. Yeah. Um, but I was there, was... there were moments of greatness in it, but overall it was... I could see binging it, maybe. Maybe that's the way to watch it. Because but it just wasn't something oh, that I held would my not interest. Wait. I would not wait. For, uh, yeah, I would not yeah. wait episode uh, once a week. I, yeah. Like once the next season comes out, like I'm not gonna wait individual I'm waiting for the fucking I'm willing to wait another year for the D V D box at the show at the public library for me to check out for free. That's yeah, yeah. where I'm at with it. That's my level <laughs> yeah, of commitment there's... with with that show. Yeah, and 
I, I, I really try not to be a purist, and sometimes I still am, and um, unfortunately, just I really enjoyed the novel. It's it's mm-hmm. something I, I like quite a bit, and it just is not a great adaptation. Just the flavor is a little off from the, and I just didn't quite get the high points of of the novel or the the mood or the things I liked about it quite right for me. But well, and, and I, I think most of it was because they were trying to blow it up into a big long, ongoing series. And I, I think I. This might be a, a controversial thing to say. I don't know, but uh, or unpopular opinion. But I, I loved the book American Gods, but I have to admit that what I loved about it certainly did not include the like last forty pages because it. I, it, it I ends... do have a, a confession. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I have a confession. Like I actually, until seeing the show, kind of reminded me like what happened in the novel. But I don't think off the top of my head I could have told you the details of the last third of that book but it it, it was a, it's anticlimactic which is unfortunate mm. because i think what everybody loves about american gods is the concept of it yeah is and the interludes really, the interludes and the, the interludes are great but <laughs> that okay here's something the the intro sequence of that show is one of the coolest fucking intro oh it's sequences. very cool like mm-hmm. that was like Production the only thing that ever hyped me up cool. about this show <laughs> but i'm i'm talking even the, even in the book I it's, know, I know, but even, I just wanted even, to jump yeah, on. Even in the yeah. book, it's the concept of it is intriguing enough where you're you're willing to to sit through the entire story, which has some really good parts to it and some some little interludes that are very very good. The main story is intriguing, but uh, it kind of falls apart. It it kind of has a Stephen King feel to it, where it's like, ah, oh, but the ending <laughs> is kind of just flat. And I, I wonder if that's a thing about good authors is that sometimes it's, if a story is that good, sometimes it's hard to wrap it up. Like Moffat, Stephen Moffat as a showrunner. It's really hard. I mean, you've, mm-hmm. you've done some fiction writing, I know, Joe. I mean, finishing stories is the hardest part. Yeah. Like, coming up with the idea, you know, for something and, you know, getting it rolling, I feel like as, as unsuccessful as I've been at that in recent years, um, that's actually the easy easy part it's getting getting it to the ending even if you know what the ending is like oh god get, i'm not even gonna pat myself on the back at all hell I, I have a hard time with like the beginning the middle the end I... okay so i never re- officially wrote a, a thing but i did have a story idea and i just started it from the ending like i yeah. thought about a concept of like how, what would be a cool way to end something cool now, <laughs> yeah that's, how do that's how cool. would i go about ending that what would lead to these events that's how i did it I find like like writing short stories or something like that is I I have you know like the beginning middle and end kind of mapped out and I think my one of the biggest problems is I get excited and I want to get to that cool ending right mm-hmm. and then I it's like oh I forgot to tell the story though oh yeah I forgot to like really make it good <laughs> so you know no I I I need to get I know the best way to to get better at writing is to keep trying and just keep at yeah. it and i oh, yeah i wish i had time to do a little more of it and it just isn't happening right now but anyway. yeah and even when i do get the time i fill it with other things so yeah like but, like what what do you, what have we been doing lately internet <laughs> pornography <laughs> ah yeah well um actually i did want to mention what I'm doing right now this no. <laughs> <laughs> multitasker <laughs> man isn't he he's our lots of bandwidth lots of bandwidth <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing with me though with shows, um, it's my turn. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. last one, mm-hmm. that last one doesn't doesn't count because you brought it up. No, oh, 
Um, so because being part of the TV junkyard yeah. now, which incidentally has now made me think about this whole segment on our show, it's like, huh, should be on the other one now. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, All right. I have had to watch a couple bad shows thus far. Uh, I'm not going to bring any of those ones up. But yeah. the one show I watch... Tune into to the TV Junkyard podcast if you later <laughs> find on. out more. Ne- yeah. ne- next month, we're having a Spider-Man month. Um, anyways, you didn't hear that from me. So anyways, um, <laughs> the show that I actually watch to like cleanse my brain and put it in a safe place uh, recently, and like Joe, I've been, I'm late to the game on this show, uh, is Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, which is is for kids, but also adults. It's yeah. like, you can watch it as an adult. It's it's fucking captivating. It's a very interesting story and premise, and um, it's one of the greatest fucking kid shows I've ever seen. And like, given I'm one of those kids who did grow up in the '90s, claim claim and and watched '80 cartoons because I was at that right age group, whatever. Um, where like you know that claim of like we had the greatest cartoons. Now this this cartoon is actually well thought out, well planned, well animated, well everything, uh, and and meaningful and thoughtful. <laughs> um, I, I keep hearing good things about it, and I yeah I just yeah, yeah. I've heard nothing but good things. It's incredible. Like and, you guys, I've heard that from kids. a few different people. I just every time there's a kid show on in this house, it's. <laughs> I don't know. I there have been some I've kind of tried to go back and revisit or. I don't know. I'll, I will. I've recently just started on Disney Plus. Just started watching Star Wars Rebels. Oh, oh that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a kids show, but there's some cool. The first moments. the first season's a kids show. It gets better. Yeah, I've only seen the first seasons of Re- of Rebels, and um, I'm working my way through Clone Wars now. And yeah, anyway, I'm distracting from. We're talking about Steven Universe, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to say just right away. I would say I want to say like Steve, uh, Steven. <laughs> Uh, season season three is really good. Um, season four too of Rebels. But anyways, back to Steven. Uh, Steven's a really like for anyone who's just like, do I really want to watch this show? The each episode's 12, 12 to fifteen minutes long. They're they're really short, so oh. you can. I mean, people seek out YouTube videos that run that long just to fill the empty void of their lives. I know I do. Um, <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm just being honest. So it's one of those things where like seeing Steven Universe is maybe the first few episodes you're like i don't know but i can tell you when you get into it same with rebels or pretty much any other kids show that realizes it it generates a wide age demographic and viewership um it's 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 pretty good and it's a good one to watch with kids because it does it does teach them empathy through like natural means like it's not really that forced of a theme. It, they do put up like set up good situations. Um, in the beginning, it's very like each episode really kind of has like there's a slight like theme going on. But over when the overall story takes place, and then now those lessons you learned in the first season are being tried by the character by mm-hmm. by the antagonists of the following seasons. Like it actually, it just does a really good job. It's really well thought out the music's fun it's a pretty cute show actually uh it's 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 up there with rick and morty in terms of how thoughtful and well structured uh the show is it is is 
easily on par with Rick and Morty. Actually, the best way to put it is if you're more of a cynic, you're probably going to go Rick and Morty. If you want to be more of an optimist, you're going to go Steven Universe. However, I would suggest people who like Rick and Morty to watch Steven Universe to learn how to be, you know, a decent human being. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying that to everyone who watches Rick and Morty. I'm referring to that particular fame base that we yeah. all know about in the Rick and Morty world. Um, those motherfuckers need some Steven Universe in their lives. ASAP. Well, I just got to be honest, like, the, the whole, like, Rick and Morty fan base thing, I'm sure it exists. I have, I have no doubt. I don't think I've met anybody who's like a rab one of the rabid. I don't think I've met one of them in the <laughs> wild. Yeah, it was I, the I, whole I, um, fan backlash over the Szechuan sauce thing that I've yeah. Heard, like, <laughs> and, well, I do know like, I knew and, nothing. Like I have no point of reference for whatsoever, so it, it just didn't. But and I know it's a big deal. And supposedly, if you're on any form of social media and you say you aren't into the show they will descend or i should say ascend from the bowels of hell and, and or just the bowels of a local establishment because their ibs was kicking up there I, I don't know <laughs> but i i i've yet to see any of that and maybe i don't know maybe it was all over twitter and i just i missed that but it, it i'm again i'm not saying oh they don't exist but i i just personally have never met anybody who's a rabbit i've met fans like oh yeah that's a good show you should watch it but that's kind of it <laughs> you know not like and I'm angry if you don't. I mean, I know there was a thing recently with um, South Park about that. There was an essay written on the Mary Sue or, or some some other website, some blog, and it pretty much this uh, writer was saying that South Park's a shit show, and that's you know, it promotes cynicism and snide opinions and attitudes, and that's kind of contributing to and a symptom of the way America has gone. Um, and, oh God, some people were so offended by that. They like said really offensive shit to her, like, you know, I don't know, really, really misogynistic crap. And even, I guess, even a death threat. It's like, who the fuck threatens somebody because they don't like your show? That's the thing. And they're the one of those, those are the types of people who they're doing this at the same time. Like their core argument is like, how could someone be so overly sensitive to a fucking show? It's just a fucking show. And then it's just like, yeah, you're harassing a person because they said they didn't like your show. It's just a fucking show. Yeah. It's like be, that weird, I guess like, at the same time, and I'm not I'm not saying that's okay, obviously, but it, it's... Oh, no, no one here is. It's no, not okay to harass people it's not over okay. a fucking show. But is it, you know, somebody, if you make a public statement and Get somebody, another hobby. Yeah. I guess it's like you're always, you're always going to have trolls, and that sucks, and I would love to see it stop, but you're always going to have somebody who's going to use the anonymity of the internet and say something really, really, <laughs> really nasty and offensive. I think South Park covered this on an entire ep uh, season once, and... <laughs> <laughs> You're always going to have that. And, and uh, while that's annoying and it's it's shitty, I can see when it becomes harassment. But I do worry that sometimes we, we call everything harassment when it's not. There's plenty of instances where it certainly is. But if somebody just like makes some offensive comment to you online and that's it, then that's kind of it. You know? Um, People are dicks. I do have a... Like, talking about this has now made me think about how, like... This has always existed... This level of like extreme fan base is like they're just so devout into their like entertainment that they're willing to kill others for it. I mean, I think they call it the Crusades. But yeah, anyways, yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> in this new world, 
TVs are religions. That's why you should check out TV Junkyard. <laughs> it's like We're eventually making a third plug. episode. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> I like to keep it deep, Joe. Your show, right? Oh my god! I like to keep it deep and meaningful, <laughs> like we do on the TV Junkyard. <laughs> Now on Fox. Uh, oh, we're like canceled. It. Well, that was quick. Well, don't worry. Pro- Somebody proposal. will threaten someone else, and it'll come back because they'll threaten you on the internet. And, and I fear just go the other way around. I clearly pissed them off by saying, like, maybe you're oversensitive. <gasps> How dare you assume that I have emotions? <laughs> <laughs> Let me rant about this in all caps. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I just, I guess okay. I've never, even with the Star Wars stuff, like we talked about this with you know our Star Wars specials, like the rabid fan bases and and the mm. the level of vitriol and I god, that's it, that's just the freaking internet now. I mean, it doesn't. That's yeah. About it's kind of funny when you hear like political or like news you know, talking heads be like, it's become really really bad this political season in social media. I'm like, it's the same as this is just the topic of the week. It's the yeah, po- same. Post trolling. that you like a television program or a movie and see what happens. It happens with everything. You could copy the worst comment from any internet troll and repaste it on any discussion thread, tweet string, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. For any I topic, think, and it would be the same crap. It's, it's here, just... I think I think Ron Burgundy too. I I'm one of the probably the re- few fucking people who ever referenced Ron Burgundy too. Uh, That's I a wear hyena. That was cool. <laughs> I thought they did a good job of like making a mockery ultimately of of 24 hour news stations and how like wow you guys literally have nothing else to talk about for 24 hours like why is this even a thing like. Yeah. The whole satire of that, I think, was... Mm. I never heard anything talked about that. Joe talks about not meeting any toxic fans. I'm talking about those people who don't talk about that. Ron Burgundy 2 wasn't quite as bad as everyone made it up to be. It's no. not quite as good as one. It wasn't nearly but it has as good as its moments. Original, but yeah, it has its moments. But, no, it has but, its moments, yeah, for sure. No, I, I, again, I've, I've seen... I've seen shitty internet behavior. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I just and and I have seen Even the participated the, in some. I, I I don't participate, but I have seen the wing. Um, the the really really <laughs> nasty shit that's been said on on various topics, especially political boards, um, anything remotely political. I've seen some really really disgusting things posted. Specifically for Rick and Morty, I haven't seen that. I'm but I'm sure it exists because it exists for on the right threads. I I'm no, I am on the right threads because I'm not seeing it. <laughs> yeah, but, fair enough. You know, Good but point. I and two uh, points, Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw, I guess. <laughs> but you're a Ravenclaw. I'm not a Harry Potter. I'm not a Harry Potter person. You're not a Harry but... Poser. <laughs> not a Harry Potter person who just called out but, Ravenclaw. But I, I know a Ravenclaw when I see one. Because I too am a Ravenclaw. I was really hoping for Hufflepuff, but I'm fucking Ravenclaw. I have a girlfriend who made me take the fucking quiz. Okay. I think it's kind of. <laughs> I didn't want to. I, I made I, up a I, fucking email to do it because they take your email. I do yeah. think it's kind of cool yeah. that you know there's like a whole generation of people that actually really get like that's the the Harry Potter thing. It's kind of like our generation was with Star Wars or some you know some other shit too, where you know we we kind of I remember when we were a certain like oh we were talking about this the other night like if you what's your Jedi name and it would be some stupid thing like the your name backwards in the first car you drove. Um, okay, okay, first off, for give context to the audience, he says, you know, something stupid, but when we had the conversation, 
these motherfuckers were delighted to mention, like, yeah, we Raiden remembered. Was this. I remember. They were but really mean fucking it happy about it. He's trying to play Jedi it cool name, now. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, Don't I'm call not... it stupid. I'm gonna go I will say mine was stupid. I still had one. I'm not going to say everything from my youth was intelligent. Most got... of it wasn't. Most of it isn't. <laughs> I got... I'm going to put it. On... I'm going to put it in my angry blog later, which would be broadcasted on the TV junk. No, it's not. That's not a plug. <laughs> I just wanted to be consistent for the third. I think joke. One of us needs to start do an it, angry blog it. about TV junkyards. <laughs> <laughs> one of us will be doing that, or some I'm other the angry so... troll that always shows up. <laughs> I'm also building a Lego starship as as we're having this conversation. So I'm just like, you guys just do your own thing. Is it one of the real ones, or is it one of those knockoff? I'm making like... it. I'm making it up. No, real Legos. I have real Legos. No, I didn't know if it was like the actual the Lego fire, kit. But... Or if, or uh, I'm making just... up a ship as as we talk. Oh, you're just, okay. I I just do that. It's like my one creative output that I don't have to like share, try to sell, or worry about. It's the only creative thing I can do for myself and not care. <laughs> well, it's... did you know about so like yeah? The, you look at the Lego kits for the, any of the Star Wars or anything, right? They're super. Oh, I expensive, love the right? yeah, love but the Star Wars ones. There's a or was a like knockoff Chinese version. Where it's, and if you look at the, it was like Star Lores, like WLRS or something like that, like the name. But otherwise, it was the exact same kit, but except for like one block was missing. Okay. And so they got around. They just recently got sued and shut down by the Lego Corporation. But I, yeah. I got a, I, I, I know somebody who has, he's got, I think he had like the Death Star. He had all of them. And it was, it's like the big oh. millennium, the big Millennium Falcon one that came out that was like hundreds of dollars. It was a quarter of the price. <laughs> Star plan. Yeah, I think that was it. I mean, there there looks like a couple. Like I typed it in, Bat Hero. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, but it's literally. Oh, this one just says. Of anything. This one has just a bunch of like like KFC, Pizza Hut, and it just says Western food. <laughs> that's what that's the name of the set western food no this was actually like some kind of a legitimate company but they were putting out fake star wars legos <laughs> i feel like there was quotations implied in that legitimate yeah star wars that's one that's a weird one yeah i think Ooh. yeah it was star wnrs that was the one yeah yeah star so if you look Star Winors or whatever. Yeah, if it's the fake Chinese Lego, but if you look at them, it looks identical. Like, they've got the same imagery. Leapin yeah, was they, the company, they, L-E-P-I-N. They totally stole the box art and they just changed up some shit. Yeah. Like, I'm seeing that. So. It is subtle. Like, this is one of those things that tricks grandmas. I call these, like, failed grandma gifts. You guys Shit. ever gotten those? Grandma, grandma would have like... got me one of these things. I would have been like, she's cool as hell. She got me. I don't care if it's Star Winors. It's still a goddamn Millennium Falcon. I'm thinking about all the other weird... My grandma always shopped at the Seven Mile, mile Fair. So if, if for those who don't know, do we get people who aren't from this? Well, anyways, if for people who don't know, it's just a giant-ass fucking flea market. And you can see all the fucking bootleg anything. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure people have that in their areas. But, yeah. Bootleg, hmm. bootleg Legos, uh, flea stuff. Yeah. Never got Legos. Legos. Never cool enough for the fucking shitty Legos. No, I got other shitty shit. I'm pretty sure my grandma didn't even know that I was a boy half the damn time. Can't even tell me how many fucking broken bootleg My I Little got. Ponies. Yeah. No, I never got those. My Little Llamas. 
But I did get my little mules. My little mules. <laughs> my little jackass. See, my I was just going for my little ass. My little ass. Just the idea of like oh, my little yeah. mules, and it's like you're all sterile. Has, you're the end of your generation. Has this show digressed all the way? Is this is see Joe? <laughs> Joe went for the mutation element, and for, and he had to explain why he chose mule and why it was funny. But haven't him, haven't had him explain it. I appreciate it, and he's right. That was really fucking funny. Ten more points to Ravenclaw. <laughs> I'm racking them up tonight. Uh, so before we wrap this thing up, I did want to um, <laughs> have a little celebration here because we officially have our... Well, the good news is we have our first piece of listener feedback. Somebody wrote something, um, listen, you know, was listening to the show and wrote something in response to our... Um, I'm in anticipation mode. I'm excited. Yeah, what is in, it? Into our, uh, from our Star Wars episode. And uh, the bad news is is that I semi-solicited this piece, and I did let him know it was coming because he was interested in writing something for the show. So it's uh, it's kind of legitimate feedback. It's legitimate feedback, but it's it's uh, maybe not organic in that way. But yeah, a uh, good friend of mine from growing up, uh, Bryce Duvall, wrote a... Um, I would call it a review, but I gave him some kind of like general, a loose kind of outline of what our um, prequels episode, Trash Talk episode was going to be about. And he just kind of wrote his response and his opinion and experience of the prequel films. Um, So we're going to go ahead and include that tonight on the uh, Video Junkyard podcast free rentals. Because as we've always said, and as we want to hold to... um, if you take the time to write it, we'll take the time to read it, and hopefully uh, we will hear some more uh, listener reviews and uh, feedback on the show in the future. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, I'm gonna take a few minutes and share that with you guys, and um, then we'll talk about it. If you guys have any, you know, thoughts on uh, Bryce's piece, so let's go ahead and uh, look at um, Bryce Duvall's uh, Star Wars prequels review. Studio Podcast. Star Wars fans around the world all have a very strong opinion of the prequels. Typically, it seems the overall opinion is one that is negative. I've never truly understood where all the hate comes from. Personally, I love every single Star Wars movie that has ever been released. I do believe every movie has its strong and weak points, and personally, I'm very fond of the prequels. In this short essay, I would like to point out some of the negative as well as the positive aspects of the prequels, as well as make a few points as to why the overly negative opinions hurt the franchise. I'm going to start by pointing out some of the major things that a lot of us probably already know that fans find wrong with the prequels. Due to the fact that these are pretty well known, I don't won't dwell on them for long, but I may offer some silver lining thoughts to these. First off, there are several things that were introduced in the prequels that a lot of hardcore fans did not like whatsoever. People did not like the idea of midichlorians because it seems like it took away from the na- true nature of the Force. The idea of the Force, to me at least, was that it flows through everything and everyone. Therefore, any sentient being should be able to use and manipulate the Force simply by gaining an understanding of it, along with practice, dedication, and training. By introducing midichlorians and specifically showing that young Anakin had a huge amount of them seemed kind of off. I get that they believed he was the chosen one from the prophecy, but it seems like they could have made it a little more epic or even mysterious. Simply stating that he has a high concentration of some chemical, therefore making him a more powerful force user, seems way too sci-fi for me. I've always said Star Wars is not a sci-fi epic. It definitely has elements of action, fantasy, adventure, even romance and comedy at times, but I don't feel that it is a sci-fi franchise. The only thing sci-fi about the setting 
is the use of advanced technology. Another thing people disliked about the prequels was some of the characters, especially Jar Jar Binks and young Anakin. I personally agree with the young Anakin in point, as I don't like his character very much and wasn't a big fan of the acting. I understand that Jar Jar Binks is annoying and silly, but that was the point. It was comic relief and added an interesting diversity to the characters. He was surely memorable, or people who wouldn't still talk about him to this day. A lot of movies have characters like that and become that have become endearing. Now let's discuss the acting. I do feel like a lot of the acting seemed very bland, for lack of a better word. So I do understand why some people feel less than pleased with the acting, especially due to the fact that the original trilogy had some absolutely amazing acting in it, and also the fact that there were several extremely talented actors and actresses in the prequel trilogy, making it even more disappointing that their full potential wasn't utilized. Another thing that people dislike about the prequels was the CGI and special effects. Once again, this is something the original trilogy excelled at and was way ahead of its time with. There were scenes in the prequels that did not look like they were done by professionals involved with Lucasfilm. I don't have much of a counter-argument to this point. I do understand why people may feel this way. Personally, I liked a lot of the effects and were, and the ones that were lacking weren't severe enough to make me dislike the film in any way. I've heard fans say that the storyline wasn't consistent with the original story. This is one point I do not agree with. I think they led up to the original trilogy fantastically. George Lucas has always said that Star Wars is the story of Anakin Skywalker. It's not about Luke, it's not about the war itself, it's not even about the Force or the Jedi or the Sith. Yes, all those things play a very important role in the films, and the story wouldn't be the same without them, but they are all in direct relation to Anakin's story. This is something that the sequels seem to stray away from, but it's a story for a different day and essay. From a young slave to a young man learning to utilize the Force as a Jedi, to his heartbreaking fall from grace, to, the, to his role as tyrant and warlord, and finally his redemption... I know some of the acting from Hayden Christensen and Jake Lloyd left some, something to be desired, but I believe Anakin's story was told in a beautiful way. The prequels gave fans a sense of humanity within the mask. The original trilogy started him off as an iconic bad guy, but eventually showed him as way more than that. The prequels trilogy gave us him a presence and identity. I feel that it was absolutely necessary, and I am very grateful that they were made. Now, I'd like to point out some of the high points of the prequels, and I'm not just talking about the films themselves. In 1999, The Phantom Menace debuted. We hadn't seen a new Star Wars movie released since 1983. An entire generation before mine had the opportunity to fall in love with Star Wars and got the experience at first hand at its birth. I grew up my whole life loving Star Wars. In 1997, I got to see all three of the special editions in theaters, and it changed my life. Then, in 1999, the hype The Phantom Menace generated gave the magic feeling the first generation of fans experienced to a whole new generation. That movie had so much hype, build-up, promotion, and sense of anticipation. It was everywhere. Tricon, the company that owned KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell at the time, released some of the most amazing toys and collectibles I've ever, ever seen from restaurants. Pepsi promoted it in a major way. Star Wars was literally everywhere, and it was the biggest thing in the popular media. The excitement of camping out at the theater to get my tickets, the thrill to collect everything I could find was Star Wars-related, the rush of waiting in line for the movie, hearing the crowd actually applaud and cheer during the film... It was pure magic. It was once-in-a-lifetime feeling. I had heard for years that people got up and clapped at the end of the original Star Wars movie. In my entire life, I had never experienced that kind of social energy at a theater, but the night I viewed The Phantom Menace at 12.01am, I did. It was amazing. It was almost like a high, and I continued with the next two movies of the prequels, even if not at the same level. The prequels literally revitalized the entire franchise. And my final point is this. The fan hate that has been generated about the prequels has hurt Star Wars as a whole. I'm not one to judge any other person that claims they are a Star Wars fan, 
I'm by no means superior to any other fan, but it saddens me when I talk to another fan and they speak about how much they hate the prequels. I get it. People love the original trilogy. It cannot and will not ever be matched. I do feel that if you're going to proclaim your title as a true, complete Star Wars fan, you should at least try to appreciate all the films to some degree. I've met two types of fans. The first type of fan is extremely opinionated and typically focuses primarily on the negative aspects of everything in the franchise. I find I do not connect well with this type of fan, and while I respect his right to his own opinion, I will not find much joy in talking to him about the Star Wars saga. The other type of fan is the Star Wars fan, like myself, that loves all things Star Wars and will find positives in any situation. Don't get me wrong, this type of fan also sees the flaws in the series, but they can discuss these flaws as well as the positive aspects with other like-minded fans. To me, this type of fan is like family. I absolutely love being a total nerd and talking to, talking with a like-minded fan about all the films. The good parts, the bad parts, what we would have done if we were in charge, what the future holds for practically anything else Star Wars. I feel like the world needs more of the second type of fan. I believe as fans we should stand united to ensure support that the saga can continue for many generations to come. I still see every future movie at the midnight premiere. I will always love and support everything the franchise offers. In closing, my final point is this. The prequels were not as bad as people made them out to be. Yes, there were flaws. The high points seriously outweighed them. I feel that the hate that has been generated about these films has hurt the franchise, especially the younger generation. I truly hope in the near future that fans in general embrace positivity and form a nice, unified community worldwide that will continue to support the dream that is Star Wars. So that someday we may again get to experience the kind of hype and excitement that The Phantom Menace generated. And the funny thing is, The Phantom Menace is possibly my least favorite film in the entire series. But you know what? I still love it. Unconditionally. May the Force be with you. Always. Thank, thank you to Bryce for sharing uh, your thoughts and, you know, kind of the experiences of... Um, the prequel films with us as we as you know you know at least two out of three of us are people that have very fond memories and i'm not i'm done we should be done picking on joe joe actually came in much more positive than <laughs> oh, it's he was a supposed lot to be more positive he's supposed to be our curmudgeon and <laughs> as he screams from the top of his lungs <laughs> i was positive damn it i didn't um, shit all over them <laughs> no no um actually I was bryce still was continent. one of the uh, uh friends of mine that um and I should say he was the friend of mine that kind of got us involved in camping out for tickets for the uh, episode two attack of the clones and um, was out in front of the local megaplex movie theater Showplay 16 in Rockford for I think the better part of a week. And I think I was only there for a couple of days, but yeah, he was a real, real diehard uh, yeah. Star Wars fan and still is. And so, yeah, I think I thank you very much for sharing your thoughts and, uh, We'll hopefully hear a bit more from him in the future. I've asked him to write some, if he's got, you know, movie reviews. He's a aspiring journalist and writes about movies and, and uh, music and and such. So, um, yeah, I told him if he's got any other movie reviews he would like to share with us, that we'd, we'd be happy to include them on the show. So, anyway, did you guys get a chance to check it, uh, you know, down <laughs> edit again? Since, uh, do you guys have any thoughts about the... Um, about what Bryce's words on on the prequels, or I I think um, you know he, he kind of touched on on a lot of the the, the points that we brought up, and I, so you know that's kind of nice because it kind of demonstrates that these are our concepts. You know, you're not you're not in a, in a vacuum there. These are some points that that come through and and really touch a, a wider uh, group 
uh, as an audience. So, but yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of a lot. You can tell there was a lot of personal personal feeling in that. So, thank you again, Bryce. We really appreciate you contributing. Thanks. I, really, um, what, I need to say my thanks in there because I'm <laughs> I, grateful. I mean, the um the thing that he brought up in here that uh, like brought back like a whole bunch of memories for me that um we didn't touch on i think maybe briefly in the um two-part trash talk that we did on the prequels was the merchandising and all like the tie-in stuff like like the fast food restaurants and we the talked Pepsi about the cans, cans. yeah and we, we talked, talked about, about the cans, cans for a second and yeah i just i can remember like having that mad rush to get all of that star wars stuff because it just was like everywhere all of a sudden i I will tell you it's the only time ever in my life that i willingly drank diet pepsi or mountain dew yeah man i even had like awful they even had it on like the caffeine free cans and they were unique like you could oh the black yeah the pepsi was it pepsi one or something like that or yeah i don't what was there even back then was there one yeah i don't i don't remember but yeah, I, 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 I had, a, up, I had almost all lazy. of them, and I had drained them by punching um, punching a little hole in the bottom of the can and kind of draining the liquid out of them. But they were still like all kind of sticky and weird, and um, part of me kind of wishes I still had them all, but I did get rid of them. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's for the best. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was the first time, like, I, and I know merchandise was huge with like the Kenner toys and... Um, even when we were like young kids, all of the like kind of um, second wave of original trilogy merchandise and stuff came out. Um, there were you know the toys, toy play sets, action figures, uh, series of novels, etc. But this when episode one was getting ready to come out it was the first time I remember just literally seeing it everywhere. Like it was yeah. every fast food restaurant. All over the Pepsi, you know, everything PepsiCo oriented, you know. KFC, it was in Pizza three Hut, fast Taco food Bell, restaurants. Like, it was Taco yeah. Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. Given they're all owned by the same company, mm-hmm. <laughs> regardless. But yeah, I mean, it was like that. It was like saturated and everywhere, and the excitement was just so, so real. So anyway, that was um, something we didn't spend a lot of time talking about. That I just kind of that he brought up that I like. Oh yeah, that was totally a huge part of, you know. I remember swapping the damn cans with people because, you know, I, you got a Mace Windu and I have a, you know, <laughs> whatever, Anakin or um, Watto. Well, <laughs> anyway. I think, you know, with, with, the, the prequel, very... with the prequel, or I'm sorry, the sequel <laughs> trilogy, yeah, we did see a lot of that more at, like, McDonald's. Um, mm-hmm. Again, with, you know, Disney commonly doing, you know, with McDonald's. Uh, they're actually, they're, they've done quite a lot of partnerships, so... Uh, that wasn't terribly Makes you surprising. Wonder. Oh, not at all. Because <laughs> both have dun, tons dun. of money to make. But, <laughs> you know, I also know that in both cases, or in all cases, my kids just weren't that interested, which was kind of strange. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I really wonder. <laughs> no, actually, not really. I mean, there's, there's, I, oh, it would be awesome if they really liked it, but they don't. And that's fine. You know, Lisa, I, we were able to take both kids to all three of the the sequel films and like mm. we said you know in, in the show that we did on that none of them were really that excited about them it was like okay yeah because it's a thing but and oliver's got a whole bunch of star wars stuff up in his bedroom because i put it there but he is re- <laughs> and he knows like oh yeah that's darth vader but he's not interested he's never asked to watch the movies hmm. so okay I, i'm i'm very curious if it's the same with other kids of the bear generation 
what if yeah. you're you ever thought like what if your kids are just out to fuck with you and that they just wait till you go to go to sleep and then they go yeah. like hey ollie do you want to go watch star wars yeah <laughs> yeah and they just sneak Dad. downstairs yeah they're always don't tell that i actually like it no. <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i i like jurassic park and godzilla oliver loves jurassic park and godzilla and lisa yeah. likes jurassic park godzilla she can't stand but that's because if, Oliver's if it, makes it for you, her <laughs> yeah. if it makes you feel any better um my dad and i don't have any of thing media wise in common at all uh he really wanted a son that wanted to go deer hunting and fishing Instead, he got a son that really loves Star Wars. Enough to do a podcast discussion on, right. on it with his friends. Um, but he's not disappointed in me. So. Oh, I'm not. I'm certainly not in the kids. They're into their own thing, and that's great. Yeah. No, don't mean to give that impression at all. But Yeah, my, my son Ewan is three, so he doesn't really have a concept of it quite yet but he is obsessed with the idea of star wars but every time i've like sat him down and tried to be like you know show him little parts of stuff he's got no real interest in it at all so i'm i'm not sure that the interest is gonna stay he just loves the lightsabers and he loves darth vader and in theory he's never seen anything with darth vader but like (laughs) yeah i think when oliver was into like the imagery and the yeah. yeah i think when oliver was about that age he really liked the lightsabers because they're just like so you can swing them and hit things, you know. I mean, lightsabers are probably the coolest thing yeah. about Star Wars. Let's and and one of the first sentences he ever said was, "I have the power of the dark side," because he saw it on like a YouTube video. But <laughs> and you know, again, he knows Darth Vader and stuff like that. But he doesn't. At this point, it's, it's all dinosaurs and Godzilla, so that's okay. Yeah, well, nothing wrong with that either. But that so. was the same. I was the same at that age. Yeah. Uh, I think Star yeah. Wars came after Jurassic Park for me. Mm, okay i, yeah, I think i didn't get into star wars till i was definitely older than ollie is so well and who knows i you know we all go through so many it's, different phases it'll be it's just gonna be right? interesting to see it's like wait and see and i think the most i didn't discover about my... star wars is discovering star wars but yeah, it's hard yeah. because it's like everywhere nowadays where you just like oh it's just other noise to ignore but like i you guys you were born after star wars was kind of made like you were in the middle of yeah. it being made but you guys as well as myself, we still had to discover it. It wasn't mm-hmm. that huge of a thing after it died down. I think. See, we got in our youth that um, you wouldn't have had because it would have been kind of old news by that point. Yeah. We got the home video release. There's a lot of buzz around yeah. the home video release when I was about five, six years old. So when they first yeah. came out on video, everybody, you know had this resurgence of everyone's watching star wars in their own homes and they're renting star wars to show to their kids and they're um i caught it the first time i think the first time i caught it at a friend's house um i wish i could remember for sure but i'm pretty sure the first star wars movie i saw was return of the jedi uh but i don't know i'm not positive and then i remember being interested in that and, and going to the library and getting the original star wars movie and watching that five times in a row and which which is funny because it seems now like I watch it now and I'm like I'm not sure kids now are gonna dig it like it's a little slow paced for you know, yeah. kids but I loved it I I watched it over and over yeah so, like, yeah and the same thing like I think I was a kid it was I mean when I go to a toy store they still had the original toys they were up on the high shelf like it was the last of what they had but they were still out on the shelves like my job of the hut place that toy that I had was from the original Return of the Jedi toy run. Because it, mm-hmm. I was, it came out just, you know, I was, came out in 83, so I was two. Yeah. 
So by the time I was like five or six and really starting to pay attention, some of that stuff was still lingering around. Um, but yeah, it was it wasn't as popular, but it was still on everybody's you know everybody's mouth. They were still mentioning See, it. For, well, hey, for there's me, always... it, it was completely gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there was no toys. Like I didn't have any idea what Star Wars was. I knew no, like what it was was one thing. There was a Tuscan Raider sticker, <laughs> like partially peeled off in in in, uh, our one of the houses. Like one of the like our first pl- first place we moved into in Wisconsin, and it was like a old family mm-hmm. kind of like getaway spot, I guess, like summer home. So it, it was a trailer. I'm not. I'm not trying to like elevate it to something high high brow here it was an old ass fucking trailer i'm not fancy but um it i think it belonged to one of my aunts or uncles fucking rooms that i was in and i didn't know what the fucking thing was i didn't know what it was but i just remember the fucking eyes and the lower jaw because that's all it was left yeah. was one eye and a lower jaw and that jaw this is like what the weird, fuck is that weird imagery kind yeah. of sounds terrifying actually it is any reference for it. <laughs> it was like it was like what is this it's like discovering a high uh high like somewhere and you're like ah but anyways later on it's through a pinball machine in that same town uh at a bar like in the middle of a corner and just being captivated and i already told this story yeah um but yeah that's 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 where it is at where it's like for me when i said like discovering star wars is like the coolest fucking thing when it's just like it's it's an it's a thing that has this like massive thing of 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 uh lore and and figures and attention and just it be wiped out like it was the fucking like lost civilization uh kids don't get that anymore they're just kind of like born into it and i, I think they take it for granted yeah um that's not their fault yeah it's our fault for wanting more star wars and getting exactly what we wanted we ruined it hey, for there, everyone else there is absolutely always hope because i didn't discover or um get into like my biggest nerddom which is doctor who until i was 26 years old or something so yeah um yeah i I got you know into that and just uh kind of started eating all of that up and um yeah in my late 20s so there's there's always hope for your children joe i i have faith in them oh well you know hey whatever they're into (laughs) i know know, yeah (laughs) as long as they're cool and happy about it that's all it really absolutely matters really just honestly oliver that's is the already correct answer more into godzilla <laughs> than i ever was and i'm loving it because i'm that's learning awesome. all this stuff with him it's kind of cool like that's i i thought neat. i thought i knew a lot of different kaiju and nope he's i I'm I'm officially a dad that has to go, wait that's who oh okay cool you know <laughs> he's teaching me so that's pretty neat but that's yeah that's great I, I I get excited about that as a parent like what is what are the things they're gonna latch on to you know and I I try not to push too hard like I got my things I like I love that he kind of like my my son my daughter could care less about Star Wars but my son's kind of like a little bit into the idea of it so I'm like oh maybe he'll pick up on it but. I'm not gonna push too hard. I don't. It's I mean, not I guess important at the Lisa end of the day. had a mild interest too, like especially in the character of Ray. She really liked mm-hmm. Ray, yeah. but honestly, up for that. yeah. But she just isn't really stuck with. That's totally cool. But I gotta say, as at ten years old, her artistic ability is incredible, and yeah. I'm I'm really blown away by it. And so I'm always sitting down with her when she's sketching. Like, wait, how did you how did you draw that nose? I can't draw noses. <laughs> <laughs> she just figures it out. It's great. I mean, Ryan, you've you've seen some of her stuff too, so yeah. Oh yeah, uh, it's one of my 
It's one of uh, my girlfriend and mine's favorite things to do if we ever visit you guys is mm-hmm. bring Lisa something to play with Star. Uh, I was gonna say Star Wars. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joe can only hope. We can only only hope. Um, no, something artistic. Like what was it last time? Uh, I brought a pencil uh, box in the dark yeah. paint. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. She's pretty neat. She's pretty awesome. It's, yeah, uh, she's got some. She's always playing around stuff, doing. She's learning to use a lot of different, uh, different mediums. So that's always fun too. But yeah. yeah. So yeah, you never know what your kids are going to get into. Me. It's just neat. Yeah. You know? As long as all I ask is that they, uh, you know, Watch get them. into something. Yeah. As long as they Whatever don't like is. Battlestar Galactica, as long as it's not they like can stay in this house. Yeah. No, I don't know. I have nothing against Battlestar Galactica. I just thought it'd be a random. Which Battlestar Galactica, Joe? <laughs> exactly yeah. any of them. No, I have Okay, back to the stuff. internet trolls again. No, That's <laughs> I will burn your face! But I guess we should kind of wrap anyway, this one yeah, up. we, we got probably, some other we're... review shows coming up soon. Uh, there won't just <laughs> be episodes of us, you know, just randomly talking about whatever crosses the gray matter. Um... Let's see, what do we have coming up for review shows here pretty soon? We have, um, coming up, sorry, coming up on the podcast, we have uh, Kingdom of Spiders, Demolition Man, The Velocipaster, Living With Yourself, the Netflix series Living With Yourself, uh, The Quiet Earth, Ace Ventura, Highlander, and a lot of other great stuff as we get deeper into 2020. Um, oh, I, should I say deep. elbow deep into 2020? And we're, um... Yeah, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up. I hope you will join us again on the uh, Video Junkyard Podcast. And if you have anything to contribute to any of the random bullshit that we have been spouting all <laughs> night, we would love to hear from you in any of the various media channels. You can contact us uh, through email at videojunkyardpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at videojunkpod or contact us via Facebook or our Facebook group, both Video Junkyard Podcast. We would love to hear uh, any of your questions, comments, thoughts, criticisms, or witticisms. So please drop us a line. Yes, and if you take the time to write it, we will take the time to read it. We will uh, would love to feature some more uh, listener reviews of stuff on the show, so send us your thoughts. Yes, and we want to thank Bryce again for uh, for contributing tonight. We really appreciate your your insight into this topic, yeah. which we obviously you know spent a couple hours talking about on our show, and probably spent what thirty minutes talking about tonight. So <laughs> yeah, every time it always ends up at Star Wars. It's like right. it just keeps going back to the it, thing. So. Yeah. But, Anyway, I want to thank everybody once again for tuning in. Hopefully you'll uh, hear us again soon. This is the Video Junker Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. I'm Ryan Seiskel. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go. Stay on the road. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast all one word want to thank you again for listening and keep digging who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.